listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode was originally aired on November 23rd, 1955, almost a full year since our last episode. Now, this is something we're going to see quite a bit more often moving forward. We actually have uh, all the remaining shows in 1955. We miss all of 1956. We have a couple in 1957, one in 1958, and our final one in 1959. So, George, what is the secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is face. Face? Face. So is yours. Face. (laughs) F-A-C-E. Oh, you spell too, huh? You bet your life. Groucho Marx in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood and brought to you by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America, who invite you to see and drive the delightful, the lovely DeSoto for 1956. The time has come, it's very clear, the car you wanted is really here, it's delightful, it's the lovely, it's DeSoto. You'll understand the reasons why, for once you drive it, you want to buy, it's delightful, it's the lovely, it's DeSoto. And now, here he is, the one, the only... Well, well, well. Here I am again with $2,000 for one of our couples. And if any of them say the secret word, this duck will fly down and pay him $101. We've added a little money on account of the other shows now. Arrivederci, duck. Arrivederci. George, arrivederci to you, too, too. Yes, well... You know what that means? Uh, goodbye. I guess so, or hello. Go in good health or something. (laughs) Something like that. Like Alvita Zane in Spanish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Arrivederci. Uh, Groucho, would you like to meet these people we have waiting back here? Not or? particularly, no. <laughs> well, um, I don't see that I have much choice in the matter. Uh, would you come in, please? Uh, this is Odette Welcome, and welcome Nasir to your Betsy Life. Uh, what is it? Cado. This oh. is Odette Nasir Cado. Say the sacred word and you'll divide $101. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Odette and Nasir Cado, eh? Well, this is obviously fraudulent, but, uh... Odette, I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, where are you from? Lebanon. Lebanon? That's in Pennsylvania. I played there one night. <laughs> no, Lebanon in the Middle East. The Middle East. 
And uh, how long have you been married to this chap over here? Married? He's my brother. <laughs> brother? Well, this changes my entire attitude. <laughs> I was beginning to dislike him, but now I think he's a charming fellow. As a matter of fact, he sort of grows on you. Could you give us some idea of what Nassau means in English? Uh, Victor. Uh, Victor. Victor? Mm-hmm. Why don't you let him talk? He's your brother, not your husband, you know. Well, do you always do the talking for the two of you? Because I know a little better English than you do. So that's why I do the talk myself. You know better English than he do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't prove it that time, kid. Well, it's very interesting. If he's out with a beautiful girl and she asks him for a kiss, he says romantically, wait till I call my sister. <laughs> what kind of work did you do in, in Lebanon? Uh, everything. Everything. What did he do? He's a musician, first of all. A musician, first of all? Mm-hmm. And what does he have to that? And what? Butcher. <laughs> a musician and a butcher? <laughs> well, how did you miss our orchestra, huh? <laughs> there isn't a week that our boys don't slaughter some classic. Huh? They're the only group I know who can play Brahms' lullaby and make it sound like rock around the clock. <laughs> Well, tell us something about the romantic customs in your country. Are they much different than in America? Yeah, not exactly like here. No, well, tell us... Uh, the difference. ...how a fellow courts a girl in, in Lebanon. Or kiss the girl in Lebanon. He said there in Lebanon, you can't take a girl out without taking her family with her. You all go out together? <laughs> that runs into money if you go to Disneyland or someplace like that. <laughs> doing in this country? Well, I'm entertainer, singer. You're entertainer? Oh. And my brother is a musician. Well, I mean, what kind of entertainer do you wear? Do you wear a bikini or something? Or? No, I sing. You sing? Mm-hmm. In a bikini? No, I sing with a dress. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, and you're a musician? What do you play besides a meat cleaver? Oud. Oud? It's oud. Something like Well, you'll be out in a few minutes, but what do you play? Oud, uh, it's uh, uh, something like guitar or uh, like a mandolin. Well, could you give us a little sample of a, a Lebanese song? A Lebanese uh, song? I would like very much, but if you, we can get the oud, I think. You yeah. have your oud with yes. you? <laughs> Everywhere yeah. we go. I didn't we notice it when you walked in. You got an oud here? Yes. Well, you stay here and entertain the audience. I'll get your oud. My brother will get it. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a watermelon. <laughs> well, okay, kids, fire away, huh? Wonderful, and Odette, your voice thrilled me. You made this old geezer wish Thank just you. for tonight he was a young Lebanese. Huh? <laughs> and now uh, you're both nice kids, and I wish you both the best of luck in America. Thank However, you. I assume you'd like to win a lot of money, wouldn't you? Do you both understand uh, how to play this game? Well, I think uh, I do a little bit, but he doesn't know. No. 
Uh, well, I need some help. You need some help. Mm -hmm. oh, well. And I think I get. Should I get somebody from the audience? Do you yeah. have any friends in the I audience? I got my cousin. He's there. Cousin? Cado. Where? Some place here. Come over. Would you stand up, please, and uh, come down there and bring your knowledge with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, his name is the same as yours, the last name, yes. huh? But he's All my right. cousin. All right. Well, we let the three of you guess, <laughs> huh? We're very liberal here. All of you step right in, though, yeah. so mm -hmm. there we are. Well, uh, you selected London, Paris, and Rome as your category. Do you understand that? Now, these are questions on the three major European capitals. Let's see what you know about them. And remember, the more the questions, the harder it is. $80? All right. What is the name of the London street that is synonymous with journalism and newspaperdom? Very famous street in London. <laughs> well, you don't know? No, it's Fleet Street. Uh, it's a very well-known street. Do you have any other cousins in the audience? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's Is this the only one you got out there? She does need a lot more. Huh? She needs a lot more. Is there more. another one out there? Yes, I guess it's Well, bring him up. Where is she? <laughs> bring him. Where's the daughter? Come on up, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the whole audience is named Caddo tonight. <laughs> By the way, you have uh, $50 left, however. Yes, you oh. have $50 left. You talk to them, and I'm casing this as it's coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off to Lebanon in the morning, eh? Yeah. Did you step in here? Okay. And, and you here, and we'll sort of... Uh, you follow the now, all right. Now, what are you going to go for? 60 or 100, 20 or... Huh? Oh, 60. 60, huh? What is the name of the most famous uh, cathedral of Paris? Another cousin wanted. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's Notre Dame, huh? Well, you lost uh, half your 50, you now have $25. Yeah. You're going to wind up with about three cents a piece, I think. <laughs> All right, now what are you going to go for? Fifty? Okay, the city of London is situated on both sides of what river? The Thames. Huh? The Thames. That's right, the Thames. Uh, we call it the Thames. Well, you now have $75. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. Now, what are you going to go for? Forty? Forty. Ninety? Twenty? Huh? Forty? All right, the remains of an ancient amphitheater where gladiatorial contests were held still stands in Rome. What is the name of this arena? Probably the most famous arena in the whole world. It's in Rome. I don't know the name. I've seen it, but I don't remember the name. Is there an uncle in the audience? No, no more. It's the Colosseum. And you wind up with $37.50. Well, thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Sorry you didn't win more. It's here now, the quickest, smoothest, easiest method of drive selection ever invented. Revolutionary new push-button driving. It's a precisely engineered mechanical system that gives you fast, sure control. And the great new DeSoto for 1956 has it. To put the car in any gear range, just push a button. You'll understand the reasons why. For once you drive it, you want to buy. It's delightful. It's the lovely. It's the sort of.
And DeSoto is the medium-priced car that offers you push-button driving. Treat yourself to a real thrill. Drive the great new DeSoto tomorrow. And to give the whole family the thrill of their lives, consider a new DeSoto for Christmas. So start living tomorrow. Drive a DeSoto before you decide. And now, Groucho, I'd like you to meet Miss Marjorie Glass and Mr. Russell Sharp. So, folks, as you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the sacred word and you'll divide $101. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Marjorie Glass and Russell Sharp. Glass and Sharp. Well, there may be a few cutting remarks before we're through here. And your name is uh, Russell Sharp. Huh? That's right. Uh, where are you from? Burb, Wisconsin. Ringling Brothers Home. Ringling Brothers uh, Home. Yeah. Oh. What sort of work do you do, Mr. Sharp? I'm a hobo. Come again? I'm a hobo. You're a hobo? Well, I'm glad to meet you because I'm a bum, huh? <laughs> well, actually, uh, you don't look like a hobo. What is the difference between a bum and a hobo? A bum won't work, and a hobo will work occasionally. It's kind of a mental complex there. You pick a little stake up and then look for the green horizon and move on to the next place. You don't sound like a hobo. You're an unusually articulate fellow. Did you, do you realize that... Uh, is this some more of the travel that you've done? No, I managed about 30, 30 years ago to give myself a college education. Well, a college education can make a bum out of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about traveling, Russ? I presume you hobos travel light. What do you get by with? Just a steamer trunk and a couple of suitcases? Well, we're generally standing right in the middle of our wardrobe. I see. In other words, if a strange dog takes a bite out of your trousers, you just head for a warmer climate. You had it. Well, do hobos still ride under trains, or are you riding under airplanes these days? Well, you're still riding under trains. Well, how are the accommodations? What is it like in a lower, lower Pullman? Well, do they have uppers and lowers under the train? Well, you kind of pick your spot. Uh, boxcar, gondola, flat car. Ride the tops. You ride facing into the end of the locomotive so the windows go up. And... Wait a minute. You said the secret word, which is face. So you get $50.50 and your partner gets $50.50. Now, Marjorie, what sort of work do you do? Well, I, um, I'm a gourmet. I'm You're a, a gourmet? I'm a writer and a lecturer. Is that so? Well, that's a coincidence. I'm, I'm a gourmet, too. I'm crazy about hominy grits and sow belly. <laughs> what do you mean? You write about food and drink. Do you, do you write menus? No. I've just written a gourmet dictionary. It's called How to Be Gourmet Wise. It, it's a guide to happy eating. Oh. Well, what do you think of the eating habits of the people in this country? How do we compare with the continental chow hounds? Well, America is blessed with the most abundant variety of food in the whole world. But the people are the really the worst nourished. That's because people eat too fast and they don't season their cooking. But I think... What, what, what country... would you consider uh, an exceptional meal uh, as a gourmet? And don't worry about prices, since we're only pretending. Well, let's start out with a pâté de foie gras. We could have uh, umar... Would you mind explaining that speed. to the audience? Well, what is a, a pâté foie gras? Goose liver. Goose liver. Huh? And then we could have umar de naspeak, that's a 
a lobster. And then we have maybe a famous French dish called the national dish, Gigot d'agneau, that's lake of lamb. Oh, I thought that was a movie actor. Huh? And then we could have uh, creme, uh, épinade à la creme, that's a minced spinach with cream. Oh, I thought that was a racehorse. And the pomme de terre à nappe, that's the scalp potatoes. Pomme de nickel with what, did you say? Pomme de terre à nappe. Oh. And then we should have, by this time, we could have our By this salad. time, we should have a stomach pump. <laughs> Champagne. Yeah, okay. That's champagne for everybody. <laughs> and then we can have. Do you the... expect the average American housewife to cook this every night? What was the special occasion? When know? she's in the movies in the afternoon, she rushes home at six o'clock and fixes this for her husband. Well, it'll take all day to make it. Well, you're not going to get the average American housewife to do this. They open up a can of corned beef hash and some baked beans. <laughs> if you're a gourmet, you can make corned beef hash taste good too. How do you do that? Well, you could just use your imagination. Oh, and don't use the hash at all. <laughs> well, you're an interesting couple, and I hope you win a lot of money tonight, and you're all ready to play your bet your life? That's right. You know the rules of the game? That's right. In the race for the $2,000, the first couple won $37.50, and the secret word is face. Okay, here we go. This is a dictionary quiz. And remember, the more the question is worth, the harder it is. Now, what do you want to start with? Anything from 10 to 100. Fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. What do you call the art or profession of preparing and stuffing animals? Taxidermy. That's right. Taxidermy is right. Well, off to a good start. You have one hundred fifty dollars. Now, to avoid confusion, I'd like you to discuss the answer and give me one answer between you because she may have an alternate answer. What are you going to go for? Fifty, 70. sixty, seventy. 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 70. Mm -hmm. All right. For seventy dollars, what does the word purloin mean? P U R L O I N. Steal. Steal is right. You now have two hundred twenty dollars. Now what are you going to go for? Eighty. Forty. Eighty. Eighty. What does the word reiterate mean? Repeat. That's right. To say over again. To repeat. $300. He's going to leave here in a Pullman in a lower drawing room. <laughs> is your last chance to beat the other couple? $100. For $100, what is the word for goods deliberately cast overboard to lighten a vessel in distress? $100. When a vessel is in trouble. Salvage. Ballast. Ballast. No, I'm sorry. It's, uh... I was rooting for you, but it's Jetson. Well, they wound up with $150. Well, that's not that's more than you came in with, isn't it? Right. Well, thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And you also got $50.50 in the secret word. Thank you. Well, Groucho, just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Mrs. Marjorie Kuntz to be on the show, and her partner is Mr. Geza DeRosner. So, folks, oh, you can please some, We got some dillies Groucho here tonight, huh? Welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $101. You each get $50.50. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Now, Marjorie Kuntz, I'll start with you. Where are you from, Marjorie? I'm from Tyler, Texas, Groucho. From Tyler, Texas? Well, you're a very good advertisement for the Lone Star State. Thank you. Are you uh, married or single? I'm married. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, <laughs> you're Mr... See, Giza de Rosner. Huh? That's right. Giza. Yeah, that's well, obviously a phony name, but uh, what kind of a name is it? Huh? It's a Hungarian name. Oh, Hungarian, huh? 
What part of Tennessee are you from, uh, Gies? Huh? <laughs> from a small town in Hungary called Nochemete, oh. the west side of the country. Oh. That isn't a Lebanon, huh? No, that, that is a small town on my father's estate. Oh, in your father's estate? Who was your father, the king, or did he just uh, own a string of do-it-yourself laundries? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a general of the Hungarian army called Baron Kalman de Rosna. And, oh, well, uh, you're a real blue blood, eh, Giza? Too bad we aren't on colored television here. <laughs> you could make a small cut in your finger and be a sensation. <laughs> well, are you a baron or a count or a duke? Well, I was a baron when I came to this country. I dropped the title. Oh. Now, Marjorie, are you a housewife or do you have a job? No, I work for the uh, Firestone Tire and Rubber Company. Oh. Well, what do they manufacture? Well, uh different uh, types of uh, tires and miscellaneous airplane parts. What kind of tires do you make, uh, Marjorie? I don't make tires. I what? make airplane parts. What kind of what do you do? Well, we use different little implements, including uh, large scissors, and we pull stock from rollers, and then we have uh, patterns. What? We pull the stock from rollers. What do you mean, rollers? Well, they're huge rollers that uh, the stock is... Um, Rolled on, then you pull it, you pull it off, and lay it onto a table, and then you ha you have your pattern, and you cut, just cut around it. Mm -hmm. You do that all day. Yes. And what part of the airplane does it go on when it's finally completed? You got me. I don't know. <laughs> you sit there all day cutting out rubber dolls, and you don't know what you're doing. I just do what I'm told. Well, where does all this rubber come from? Do you know? Why, sure. Comes out of the warehouse. Oh. <laughs> you certainly have the facts at your fingertips. Uh, How do you like your job, Marjorie? I think it's the greatest. You, you, do, just, huh? you learn something new every day. Mm. Well, I guess you do. Apparently it has nothing to do with rubber tires. <laughs> well, I've certainly enjoyed this little peek into a major industry. <laughs> You know, this is really the strength of our economy. It's the highly skilled technician armed to the teeth with that old American scientific know-how that keeps our factories moving and humming. I'm not moving an inch tonight until I double-check every tire on my car. <laughs> well, Giesel, let's get back to you for a minute, huh? I've seen movies of noblemen, you know, kissing women's hands, bending over. Do they still do that over in Europe, or is that strictly a Hollywood uh, conception of, of foreign uh, courtliness? No, it's uh, being done, and uh, it's a practice in Hungary. Oh. You get a lot of practice in Hungary at that? <laughs> well, Marjorie, uh, would you mind sticking out your mat? Let's see how it works. Uh, go ahead, Gies. Give her a smooch on the Duke. Properly? <laughs> That's, Marjorie, that's you, you've now been kissed on the hand by a real blown-in-the-bottle Hungarian baron. <laughs> and my advice to you is, count all your fingers. <laughs> well, how'd you like it, Marjorie? Did you prefer it to uh, our pedestrian way? Oh, uh, personally, I like that American way. <laughs> American, they Hungarians kiss the same as we do. Only they just like to spend a lot of time browsing around in the outskirts. <laughs> Let's go ahead. We'll go ahead with the quiz now. Right? You're going to play your bet your life. You both know the rules? 
Well, in the race for the $2,000, the second couple leads with $150. You selected the color category, is that right? All of these colors are used in common expressions. Now, let's see if you can identify them. We'll take the $100 the one. The $100 one. What is the expression involving a color that means an ordinance prohibiting sporting events or theatrical performances on Sunday? It's some kind of a, some kind of a law. No, but it's a good as it, good as guess as any. <laughs> we're what is to, it? We're going to guess black ball. No. It's blue law. All right, now you still got a ways to go. Yeah, you still have $50, too. Now, what are you going to go for this time? 90. 90. What is the expression involving a color that is the name of a vigorous dance popular in the 1920s? Black. Black bottom. Black bottom is right. Now... You now have one hundred forty dollars. Have we go for next one's eighty? Eighty. Eighty. What is the expression involving a color that means a memorable day? A memorable day in your life. What well, kind I, of a day? I would say that uh, I painted the town red. Now, what is the name of the day? Um, a pink day. It's a red letter day. Oh. Well, That's, uh, you now have $70. All right. You're going to go for 70 Sure. Is your last chance to beat the other couples. What is the expression involving a color that means brains or intellect? What do they call them? Gray cells. Oh, boy. Well, that's close enough. It's gray matter, but uh, gray cells, we'll give it to you anyhow. You wind up with $140. Thanks, and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Thank you very much. That means that Miss Glass and Mr. Sharp with $150 in just one minute get the chance at the $2,000 question. Have you seen the delightful, the lovely DeSoto for 1956? It's delightful to drive, the lovely to see, because it's designed for the superhighway age with great new power, up to 255 horsepower sensational new driving convenience, push-button driving, and outstanding new beauty, the new forward look for 1956. Listen to Fran Warren. The time has come. It's very clear. The car you've wanted is really here. It's delightful. It's the lovely. It's DeSoto. You'll understand the reasons why. For once you drive it, you'll want to buy. It's delightful. It's the lovely. It's DeSoto. You can tell at a glance that this swell car is far in advance. You can hear that great big engine murmuring low. There it'll go. So make sure you see and drive the new DeSoto. Why, man alive, it's delightful. It's the lovely. It's delirious. It's the living and it's the latest. It's the limit. It's the lux. It's DeSoto. Roger, here's Miss Glass and Mr. Sharp, all set for the $2,000 question. Right, thank you. For $2,000, I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help from the audience. One of the first Americans to gain an international reputation as a man of letters 
was the author of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow and other works. For $2,000, who was this author? Who wrote Sleepy Hollow? Talk it over. What is the answer you two have decided upon? Irving Washington. Uh, why, wh Washington what is Irving. Washington Irving is right, huh? <laughs> well, judging from the reaction of this audience, that's a very popular victory, Russell. You win $2,000, and uh, how much in the quiz, George? $150 in the quiz. And the, and the secret word? Right, yeah. How much is that all, George? Oh, you were... I wasn't keeping track, as a matter of fact. Go over it lightly. It's Once, uh... $2,251, because he held up a blackboard down oh, there. Oh, did he? <laughs> well, congratulations from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. You bet your life. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,000. Don't miss the Chrysler Corporation's big TV show on another network. And don't forget Groucho's television show, also brought to you by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America, who invite you to visit your neighborhood showroom tomorrow to see and drive the delightful, the lovely DeSoto for 1956. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember... It's delightful, it's the lovely, it's DeSoto. Folks, here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Do not rely on drivers seeing you on poorly lighted streets or in roadways at night. Carry a flashlight, wear light-colored or reflective clothing, or carry something white or reflective. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jack Meekin. This is George Fenneman signing off for the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. You Bet Your Life is heard by our armed forces throughout the world. listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. So it looks like popular songs were used in ads even way back in 1955. And the song in question was It's the Lovely by Cole Porter from the 1936 musical Red Hot and Blue featuring Ethel Merman and Bob Hope. And then it was later used in the 1956 musical Anything Goes featuring Bing Crosby. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. 
Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. The Shadow returns on Monday and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.